Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I know a little bit about selective buying and boycotting. Trust me, I boycotted a whole damn city. Dearborn. Anybody from Detroit remember that? <laughs> changed the, matter of fact, changed the law. We changed the law. Absolutely right. Now, let me, but now, let, now hold on. Free press. But let me give Bishop Jackson a warning. Let me give J- Bishop Jackson. Let me, let me be give you a warning, Bishop Jackson. Be very careful. Because play the Malcolm X clip, uh, Daryl. But whenever a black man stands up and says something that white people don't like, then the first thing that white man does is run around to try and find somebody to say something to, to uh, offset what has just been said. Now, as much as Coleman Young was loved in Detroit, political leader, he gave me hell. Black folk at the UAW, Joe Davis, he's no longer with, none of them are any with us anymore, outlived them all, gave me hell. You know why, don't you? Reverend Adams. Oh, gave me hell. Okay. You know why, don't you? Because Henry Ford II got on the freaking phone and said, this is my city, Ford Motor Company. This is my city, Dearborn. This is, now, this ain't the same Dearborn you have today. This is, Dearborn was one of those... Um, uh, sundown cities. You had your ass had to be out by sundown if you were if you were black, and it was adjacent to Detroit. Gave me hell. Oh, we gonna he's got to leave the city. He's a bomb thrower. Well, the people didn't think so. They had this big ass shopping center uh, in Dearborn. It's called Fairlane. And we were spent, and 70% of their revenue came from Detroiters, who, by the way, Dearborn passed a city law that said you can't use our city parks if you're not a resident of the city. Right. And we said, well, fine, we we can't play in the parks, we we won't pay in the stores. I didn't have a big organization. You know who joined me? Rosa Parks. Right. Remember that? Yes, she did. Rosa Parks says, I'm with you. And they and the same establishment said, what? Miss Parks, what you doing out here? And, and, and let me tell you, man, these Negroes, well, we didn't authorize it. I didn't ask for your fucking permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, you know, you, you got to get, it. you need my permission to fart in this city. That's what Comey Young told me. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, Wasn't I don't. Funny then. No, uh-uh. And you know who stood behind me 100%? Benjamin Hooks. Yeah, that's what it called when Young did. You know, Benjamin, I don't know, what did he do? He called He called Ben Hooks and told him to get him I, out I of guess. Town. Well, they it's all called him. Yes. I never will forget him. They all called, yes. man. They all called. And Hooks said, I ain't, you know, get him out of town. Mm-hmm. I ain't sending him nowhere. He said, because cause, cause let me tell you, Bishop Jackson, if you're listening to your people, I'm going to tell you something Ben Hooks told, the Reverend Ben Hooks told the group, and I never will forget this meeting. I never will forget this meeting. It was at Hartford Avenue Baptist Church. Nobody, it was on a Thursday, a weekday, late, you know, middle of the night. And all of these leaders, and it was just Hooks and I, and Hooks was listening very intently, 
and they were raising hell. They were, oh, man, you got, you know, he didn't get our permission, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And all this was Henry Ford doing. And Ben Hook said, let me tell you all something. I know a little bit about boycotts because he had worked with King and that. He said, boycotts are successful. Are you listening, Bishop Jackson? For two reasons, and I never will forget this. They either are well organized or they're spontaneous. This one against Dearborn was spontaneous. Mm -hmm. The day after Rosa Parks and I announced the boycott of Dearborn, folks stopped shopping. They wouldn't even buy gasoline in that city. And what day was that? That was the day after Thanksgiving. Black Friday. Black Friday. And man, and, and Ben Hook said, well, I know it wasn't well organized because none of y'all helped. And then let me tell you what he said. He said, Joe, let's go. I ain't sending him nowhere. No, you should t take him back to New York. He ain't going nowhere. He's going to stay right here in Detroit. And I also remember, I'm calling the role. There was this white guy, union leader. King was his name. He was a young white guy, nice guy. He was head of the largest UAW local in Detroit, which was based in Dearborn because of Ford Motor Company factory. And he had the nerve to say to me, you should have got my permission to call for a boycott. Fuck you. I mean, this is in the meeting. I'm talking about these are the knockdown, drag-out fights, right? Uh-uh. I said, now here you are, a young white man, and I can guarantee you nobody ever told you you couldn't play in the parks at Dearborn. Nobody has ever stopped you or your family members from being caught in Dearborn after dark or before dawn. I can guarantee you that. And who are you to then tell me I need your permission to be treated decently? And I walked out of the meeting. Let me tell you, Reverend Bishop, be careful. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, be strong, not be careful. Be strong. Because Coke, Delta, Home Depot, trust me, trust me. They'll they'll pull they'll pull a Malcolm on you. I mean, not a Malcolm. Hey, play again what Malcolm said, Daryl. But whenever a black man stands up and says something that white people don't like, then the first thing that white man does is run around to try and find somebody to say something to to uh, offset what has just been said. And they'll do it. You'll have a Zoom meeting. They'll be zooming you all right. <laughs> who? Hey, Aretha's song. Zoom, who's, who's zooming, zooming who? who? They'll be Zooming you. Be careful. You'll be in that Zoom meeting. Now, I'm just telling you. I'm speaking from experience. Trust me. I'm your prophet today. <laughs> and the, the courts upheld your position? We went all, the, went way to, to we went all the way Supreme. to the Michigan Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court overturned the Dearborn City Law. Right. And... On the basis, one of the basis primarily, 
is that they pay for these parks with taxpayer money. Everybody's taxpayer money. Everybody's money. money. So how are you going to say you're going to hold it for use by exclusively a few when everybody paid for it? Everybody, the state paid for it. You had, and that's when John Conyers got involved. That's right. Wait a minute. There's some federal dollars to help pay for that yes. park. And, and by the way, see, and you know how it came about. There was a black family that went to a shelter across the street because Dearborn was on one side of the street. Detroit was on the other. They happened, they were going to have a picnic. A white family came in and said, y'all can't use this uh, picnic shelter. I said, why not? Because y'all don't live here. We don't have to live here. And, and they kicked the family out. Mm-hmm. And then they, the family, the white family, went to the mayor and the city council, and they passed a law saying if you weren't a resident of the city of Dearborn, you can't use their parks. That's what they did. And that's what, and that's what started the boycott. And, and there was my main man. <laughs> who started it all, pulled me in. I wasn't, I didn't know about it. Pulled me in. Art Featherstone. Yes, sir. Firebrand. Fa- man, if, if, I'm a, if I was a, a bomb thrower, far, uh, Featherstone said, here's the bomb. Yeah, he made it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what, I mean, that's what Coleman Young said mm-hmm. to me. Called me a, a yeah, bomb thrower. But, and then, oh, and then let me tell you, and then you know what Henry Ford did? You know what Henry, the Ford Motor Company did? God bless them. Now, this is the old days, so it doesn't apply now. They actually paid for the Freedom Fund dinner. This, this is this huge dinner, thousands of people. It's the largest dinner in the country. It's a free, one of the largest dinners. Okay. And the Ford, Henry Ford paid, paid for the dinner. Because the biggest problem, the biggest expense was the overhead. Sure. The overhead. Cobo Hall. Cobo Hall. Let me tell you how big it was. The dais, there were 400 people on the dais. That's how big it was. They had the yellow dais, the green dais. The, uh, for, for every wall. For every, you know, <laughs> that, that's right, 400. This is how big it was. And the biggest, and the biggest issue was the overhead. And Henry Ford, in response to all of this, I'll pay for the, the dinner. So, Bishop, prepare yourself. I'm just saying, be prepared, Bishop. And I'm, and then somebody must have said, "Hey, Bishop, what are you going to do about it?" All right, where are we? Fourteen after the hour. Well, somebody who's this from Michigan. Let's go to uh, Margaret, Michigan. Hi, Margaret. First time caller. Good morning, Mr. Madison. (laughs) Good morning. I just want to say, I moved to Michigan in 91. Both of my parents, my mother was from Livonia, my father from Detroit. So when they got married in the 60s, you know why they had to move to Ohio. Yeah. I came back to Detroit to live with my father in 91, and he told me, you can shop anywhere you want to shop, but don't take your you know what, down there to Fairlane Mall. <laughs> and he was so adamant. But, um, you know, Dearborn is still a sunset city, believe it or not. We still don't mess around too much after dark out there in Dearborn. Wow. They, you know, they've come, they've come a long way, but they haven't come that far. It's no different than, you know, Livonia and Redford and the other suburbs of Detroit. But, um, yeah, we, my father made us boycott Dearborn. He was upset about the parks everything. 
that you're talking about, I remember. I was a little oh, bit yeah. younger, but I remember. Yeah, yeah, most, most, you know, and and the and again, as doc, and as and that's what I'm saying to Bishop uh, Jackson in Georgia. Doc, mm-hmm. the, the lesson I learned, and I didn't really. He said, "Hey, he said, look, let me tell all you leaders, and these are the black leaders. Oh, they were part of. Remember the organization New Detroit." Yeah, New Detroit was a yeah was a organization and you know corporate leaders with the so-called black leaders. I mean, don't get me mm-hmm. and, and I and I knew these folk. I mean, don't get me wrong, I knew them. And mm-hmm. and uh, but but you know they they were like and and they were like oh you know wait a minute wait because we hit the bottom line. We hit the bottom yep. and and like Dr. King. I mean Dr. King. Dr. Hook said, Reverend Hook said, look. This, this was spontaneous. The, the mm-hmm. people, uh, the people spoke up. Thanks for your your call. Uh, who's this? Um, hey, Joe from Georgia. Speaking of Georgia, go ahead, Joe. Good morning, Mr. Madison. And Good staff. morning. Uh, first, I want to say we appreciate us down in Augusta. We appreciate the bishop getting on board. But our local leader started the boycott yesterday. To start, what Good. I was speaking about, Good. Mayor Hardy Davis. He spoke yeah. out against it the day. There Kemp you go. Signed that law. And then he started boycotting Home Depot, Ace Hardware, Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola. They said don't purchase any tickets from the airport or any international or local companies that reside in Atlanta. He said just go ahead and boycott them all, and we started April the 1st. And look, let me tell you, and, and let me also help you guys out. Don't get into a pissing match. Now, I'm going to say this. With who was first and who was second, please don't do that. Oh, no, I, I mean, really? Say, I'm no, I'm not saying you did. I want to tell no, you I'm, yeah, that's not what I'm out. saying. See, because what'll happen? Folks will start getting in. Well, I was first. I was this. Wait, no, 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 no. Everybody, there's room for everybody in this. <laughs> Georgia's a big state, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Look, guys, trust me. I've been there. I've got the scars. I know. I, I, I know where the uh, landmines are. So trust me, because here's what here's the other thing you're going to run into. Oh, you're hurting your own people. Now, you're going to hear that. But I'm going to I'm going to share with you what I read this morning. Isn't it better to sacrifice today than to be sacrificed perpetually at the altar of Jim Crow? There you go. And they came up with another thing, Mr. Madison. They've already read through the law. And I'm pretty sure they're probably going to start revamping that law because they said you can't that, give that, people water. That's, food, let me, let me but tell they've you. already said we'll go out there and sell it for a penny. The, let me tell you, you may end up getting that whole freaking law uh, kicked out if this, if this money if, if, if this money talks. I mean, I'm, look, I'm telling you, first of all, the lawyers are going to be <clears> – <throat> understand something. This is a multi-prong. So you guys are doing your thing. The lawyers are going to be in court. See, this is multifaceted. This is, that's why I say don't get into who did this, who did that, who didn't do this, who didn't. Just go ahead, do your thing, keep the pressure on, and it's, and, and multiple, it's multifaceted. I'm, now, again, Man, there's something to be said for experience. I've been through this. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up because I'm, I'm because they because they're going to be people. 
Oh, no, I can't go with this because you're going to hurt me. And some of y'all, look, I know there's a young brother who I met. I flew through Atlanta. I can't. I got his card. And he met me uh, because he heard I was going to Columbus, Georgia, to speak. And he met me at the tarmac. And and he knew I had a close connection, just as nice as he can be. I have to get his. But, he, you know, he worked for Delta and took me all, you know, drove me around so I could get to my my flight on time. I, and and he works for Delta, but I bet you he he and when, all you folks there, Coke and Delta, look, brothers and sisters, just you know, just just hold on, <laughs> hold on, you know, this is this is this is just this is the no movement has ever been successful without sacrifice. Twenty one after the hour. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Real quick, Howard, and then I'll take a break uh, from Michigan. Says he remembers Dearborn. Go ahead, Howard. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Uh, happy holiday for for you and your family. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I, I remember. I, I graduated high school in the mid seventies. Um, I'm Jewish, so we my group of friends back then we had our own reasons for boycotting Dearborn. If you understand what I'm saying. Oh, I knew exactly know. what you were saying. Sure. We were all in that same boat together. You know, in, in, in Fairlane, we, 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 we never felt good going to Fairlane or anything like that. In fact, the closest we ever came to wanting to go there was to go to the car wash at Wyoming and Michigan Avenue because we <laughs> felt comfortable there. <laughs> and that car wash is still there today. But Is um, that right? Wow. Oh, sure. No, I mean, there was, I, it was this, people forget, it, it was less than 1% African-American. And Henry sure. Ford was it was one of the biggest anti the, the Henry Ford the first. Oh yeah. And Dear yep. and Dearborn just reflected that. Yeah. 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 That I, that's why that's why Doctor Hook said. Oh, that's why Doctor Hooks told the black leadership in Detroit. Well, y'all didn't help organize it. This is spontaneous. This well, is. Spont- I remember some of the big rabbis like Rabbi. Groner, Rabbi Adler, who was from uh, Shartzedek, you know, remember when Rabbi Adler was assassinated in, uh, in, 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 in Shul in 1966, and they were behind the original, you know, in the, in the early 60s, heading into the mid-60s, trying to get Dearborn to change things, and, you know, it, uh, it, it, and, and that woman was right. It hasn't really changed all that much. Interesting. Except for the, yeah. yeah. So, the demographics anyway. have changed. Yeah, thank you for your your right. call. Let me let me take a break, um, and and you know, it, it, and let me tell you, it, it, Sherry will tell you, it was it was uncomfortable. I mean, you know, you're going against people who, you know, they know you, they're jumping your ass. I, I never, you know, and and I and you know, and I tell you to this day, somebody who stood behind me, one hundred percent, was Aretha Franklin. Yes. And all of them, yes. by the way, they, you know, they all love to go to Aretha's parties. And and I want to tell you, that, Sherry, I don't think I ever told you this story. So they and all of these people, because they, you know, they would all everybody went to Aretha's parties, right? And I had somebody who was part of Coleman Young's political group and stuff like that. And I had tremendous respect for Coleman Young. We just disagreed on this. And I never will forget, somebody walked up to me and says, 
Well, how does it feel to be at a party where nobody likes you? Remember that? Well, the host likes me. The hostess likes me. I was invited. I was invited. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you put up with. That's why I say to Bishop Jackson, I never will. I, I can see that person's face right now. And found a bullet on our front porch. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So they, they do send messages. Yep. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.